1: With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty hio silver, the Lone Ranger.
2: Come on, big fellow! I'm
1: Arthur Gentry was the absolute law in Cottonwood Valley. As general manager of the vast Nelson Enterprises, Gentry exercised control over everything, Twice each year, he sent a report to Andrew Nelson in New York, the man who had invested nearly a million dollars in developing the valley's natural resources. It was late afternoon. Accompanied by Blackie Nesbitt, Gentry pushed his way into the Golden Eagle Cafe at Porter's Lane. Hi there, Gentry. Hiya, boys.
3: Hello, shorty. What's new?
4: Well, there's been a couple of gents looking for you, Art. And that fella you put the kibosh on, that sodbuster from the upper valley. Uh, Richie. Yeah, John Ritchie. He's still hanging around town. Hey, Charlie,
3: come here a minute. Sure. What's on your mind? Listen, there's a gen named Richie hanging around town, see? He's with that bunch of homesteaders just moved in up the valley. I gave him his walking papers a week ago. You want me to talk to him? Tell him he's got 24 hours to clear out. After that, this country's likely to be unhealthy for sodbusters. Yeah. I'll tell him what you said. Who'd you say wanted to see me, Shorty? A young fellow. Come in on the noon stage.
4: Been hanging around here since. He probably wants to hitch up for a job. Oh, uh, that's him down the end of the bar.
3: Uh, Blackie, you go talk to him. See what he wants. Sure, boss. Hey, looks like a city gent.
5: Uh, you the, uh, fellow want to see Art gentry?
0: Why, yes. My name. What do
5: you want?
0: Are you Mr. Gentry?
5: Hey, now look, Sonny. Let me ask the questions. What's your business with the boss?
0: Oh, then you're not. Well, it's a personal matter. Oh, you don't say.
4: Are uh, you gents care for anything? No,
5: not right now, Shorty.
0: Can I have a glass of water, please?
5: Can you have...
0: Huh? A glass of water. Blackie,
4: you hear that? Fellow wants a
5: glass of water. What's this? Hey, boss, looky here. This is a kid's been hanging around waiting to see you. And you know what he wants? <laughs> a glass of water. Why, son? You want to know something? Water will poison your system. That's what. Sure. Makes your
0: uh, pipes get rusty.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Blackie. What do you want to see me for, kid?
0: Well, I guess it wasn't important.
3: Yeah. Well, you better skedaddle out of here and stop pestering to help. Blackie, come on over to the office.
4: Hey, mister. Your name Richie?
2: Huh?
6: Oh, sure. What's on your mind, Jones? You know me, huh? I reckon I do. You've been pointed out before. Charlie Jones, gunslinger on Gentry's payroll. Well, there's lots of different ways of making a living.
4: Uh huh. Around here, homesteading's gonna be a bad way to make a living, mister. Well, maybe. now maybe about it. You better stop messing around, putting things in that wagon, and hear what I got to say. Save your breath. You're going to tell me to clear out of Cottonwood Valley.
6: Gentry's orders. Well, I ain't going to budge an inch, see?
7: There wasn't any mail, Dad. Just a circ... Oh, pardon me.
6: This is Charlie Jones, Mary. He works for our Gentry.
7: Oh, I see.
6: Mr. Jones was just telling me there ain't no future in farming. Says we ought to listen to Gentry's advice and move on.
7: Gentry? Who does that man think he is ordering people about as though they were animals? Now go on back to your boss and tell him we're staying. And tell him there aren't enough Andrew Nelsons or Art Gentrys in the world to make us move.
3: Well, I... We
6: know you're a tough hombre, Jones. You and Blackie Nesbit and the rest of the Gentrys gang. But you can't win, fella. Not in the long run. No? It just ain't in the cards. You see, you fellas, you're on Gentry's payroll to fight for money. With us, it's different. How you figure? Because us homesteaders are going to fight for our families and our homes and the hard work we've put in getting started out here. You tell Gentry that for me. Come on, Mary. Let's get out in the country where the air is clean.
2: Oh, Silver, Hold, oh, oh, oh.
8: Oh, steady, big fella. Easy now. Looks like a homesteader's cabin. Dan, take these canteens and ride over there. See if you can get permission to fill them at the spring.
4: Yes, sir. Come on, Victor.
8: Homestead look plenty good. Fella plant corn, make good hayfield, too. Yeah, some of these homesteaders are mighty industrious. Credit to this new country. Others. Others, plenty no good troublemakers. That could apply to any group of people anywhere. There are sections of this country that will never make good farmland. Still, the homesteaders go in, tear up the sod, and the land which is only fit for grazing turns to dust and blows away. Can't blame the ranchers for being mad about it. Ah, But this land,
9: this good
8: farmland... A smart rancher would do well to help a few good farmers get started here. This land will produce big crops of grain, which the ranchers will need, and that? Oh, damn right this way past. He certainly seems in a hurry.
2: Oh
4: Oh, Victor. Oh you better come down to that cabin right away, sir. Oh, what's wrong, Dan? There's a man, Mr. Ritchie. He owns the place. His daughter says a couple men came during the night and gave him a beating. Is he badly hurt? I think he must be. He's still unconscious. Oh, let's go. Come on, Silver. Get him up, the scout. Get up.
7: You didn't tell me your friend was an outlaw. But he
8: isn't. You see... We'd like to help if we can.
7: There's nothing you can do.
8: Let me look at your father and tell me what happened.
7: There were two men. It was dark and I couldn't recognize them.
8: Toto, go out to the barn and take care of the chores. Dan, stay by the door and keep your eyes open.
2: Yes. Uh.
7: They came to the door and when father answered, they, they dragged him outside. He... They gave him a terrific beating. Is he... Do you think
8: Your he'd... father's badly injured, Miss Ritchie. You'd better get a doctor here as soon as possible.
7: Doctor? We couldn't get Doc Hartley out here even if we had the money. Why not? Because he takes orders from our gentry. Gentry has forbidden him to visit any of us, no matter how badly we need a doctor. Why, even when Mrs. Reynolds' baby was born, who, we... Who,
8: uh, who is this man, Gentry?
7: Nelson's business manager. Nelson lives in the east, owns most of Cottonwood Valley. There are five th- homestead families up here. We have the only two sections of land that Nelson doesn't own, and Gentry's been trying to run us out. Do you
8: think Gentry was responsible for the attack on your father?
7: I'm sure he was. Dad was the only one with courage enough to stand up to him and defend the homesteaders.
8: I'll make arrangements to send the doctor out from town.
7: He won't come. I know.
8: Perhaps I can change his mind.
7: Look, mister, I I don't know who you are, but if you don't want trouble with Art Gentry, then, then stay out of Porter's Landing and don't mix with homesteaders. We're not considered good company.
8: I usually choose my own company. And as for trouble with Gentry... There's a
7: rider coming across the meadow.
8: Good boy, Dan. Slip around the back, Dan. Keep our horses quiet. Miss Ritchie, you recognize the rider?
7: It's Bill Gentry. Coming to see what sort of job his hoodlums did on my father.
8: Now, listen, Miss Ritchie.
7: So help me if he sets foot in our yard. I'll fill him with buckshot. Oh,
8: wait. I have a better plan. Pretend I'm not here. Let him come in.
7: In this house?
8: No. Please do as I say. Let him come in and let him talk. And don't worry. I'll be right behind this door.
3: Hello there. Anybody home? Hey, is anybody. Oh. Hello, miss.
7: What do you want?
3: Why, well, I uh, want to talk to your father. My name. I is... know
7: who you are, Gentry. Did you think my father would be able to talk today?
3: Eh? Why, uh... Are that him in the bunk? What's wrong with him?
7: You despicable coward! Why? He's nearly dead from the beating your men gave him.
3: Ah. You know, it's a shame your old man ain't one to listen to reason. He might sidestep a lot of trouble.
7: My father never sidesteps anything.
3: <laughs> from the looks of his face, I'd say he was right.
7: Tell me what you want and... And then get out.
3: Eh, No hurry. You know, in a way, I'm going to hate seeing you leave the valley. We could stand more scenery around here, like yourself.
7: We're not leaving.
3: Eh. Hey, I'd like to make you a proposition. How about you getting your old man to give up this place, and then maybe I can fix him up with a job in town.
7: My father would rather die than work for a snake like you.
3: Well, you never know. It might just turn out that way. Oh. Last night, I sent my boys out to kind of persuade him, see? Now, the next time... There won't be
8: any next time, gentry. Hey, what the... Who are you? friend of the family. Yeah? Well, stand fast, Mr. I. No, you won't. I'll take that gun. Now, let's see how you fight your own battles. blasted Midler, I'll show you the body and you... Next time you are a bidding for someone, you're going to know how it feels. No, wait. we stop it. I can explain. I heard your explanation, and I didn't like it. That's just a sample of what you'll get if you ever bother these people again. Get up, gentry, and get out as fast as you can. I'll see you again, outlaw. And when you do, you won't enjoy the meeting.
5: (laughs) You should have seen that swordbuster squirm. (laughs) Me and Slick really give him a going over. Uh Uh-huh. I can imagine. Yeah, he wouldn't give in, though. So we just kept a pounding him till he
4: passed out. Shut up, Blackie. You make my stomach sick. (laughs) You'll get used to it, kid. Plenty of fighting if you stick around here. Fighting? Why, you four-flushing windbag, do you call that fighting? A couple of hombres like you and Slick beating up a gent like John Ritchie? Wait a minute.
5: What did you call me?
4: You're a four-flusher, Blackie, and a windbag. Also a polecat, a sidewinder, a snake, a coyote, and... Well, ain't that enough. Hey, now, you're liable to get hurt, Jones. Not while I'm watching you, I ain't gonna get hurt, and I'm watching you now, Blackie. I'm waiting for Gentry to get back so I can tell him I don't want this job.
3: Tell him yourself, Jones.
4: Sure, you bet. I'm plump fed up with... Holy Moses, what happened to you?
3: of your business.
4: You were saying... Oh, God, if you ain't a pretty picture. Hey, Blackie, you sure you and Slick didn't make a mistake last night and beat up the boss? Never mind getting (laughs) funny. Yeah. Well, I'm pulling out, see, before I catch hydrophobia or something from you fellas. Yellow, huh? If I could find a place on your ugly face that wasn't already black and blue, I'd slug
3: you, gentry. Walk out when trouble starts, huh? Yeah, sure. You got any objections? Go on, get out. Like he go round up the boys. I got a job for him to do.
1: The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. Standing in the doorway of the small cabin she shared with her father... Mary Ritchie stared unbelievingly at the sight of old Dr. Hartley riding toward her. Quickly, she glanced at the still unconscious form of her father in the cabin and then ran forward to meet the doctor.
7: Oh, doctor, I, I'm terribly glad you've come.
2: Oh,
10: oh. Uh, yeah. Where's your daddy? Inside? Yes. Tell me, how did you. I mean. How did I happen to come out here? Well, I come under orders, you might say. Uh, uh. I get me a pan of clean water and some clean rags. They uh, sure gave him a fancy going over. Miserable cowards. Uh, he'll be all right in a day or so. Providing there ain't no bones broke.
7: Who gave you orders to come out here?
10: Well, to begin with, our gentry come into my place. Looking just about like your daddy here, see?
7: Yes, I know how he looked. Well,
10: I, I was patching him up, some kid came in to the door and handed me a note, see? Before I could see what it said, the kid famous. Oh? When Gentry seen that note, he says to me, he says, If you so much as go near John Ritchie, I'll skin you alive. That's what he said. But I uh I thought you were afraid of Gentry. <laughs> I was, girl. But I ain't no more. No, sir. Dret his hide! I should have fed him strychnine when I had the chance.
7: You still haven't told me who the masked man is.
10: <laughs> the Lone Ranger.
7: The Lone Ranger? Do you mean that masked man who was here is... is the Lone Ranger?
10: Why, sure. And he's the fellow who's going to give that gentry card their comeuppance. That is, providing he don't get shot in the back.
5: I'm telling you, gentry, that masked man's plain poison. If we don't get him pronto, he's
3: going to spoil everything for everybody. Don't worry your head, we'll get him. We know he's got friends, see? So from now on, we're going to keep a special eye on every stranger in town. Besides, I got men out watching the trails leading into town. Huh? Yeah, that's a good idea
5: to keep... Hey, speaking of strangers, look yonder over by the water trough. There's that kid that came into the Gold Eagle looking for you yesterday.
3: Yeah. Hey, let's go talk to that button. I've heard there was a kid traveled with a mask man. This might be the one, huh? Eh? Uh, hi, Sonny.
0: Hello.
3: You're a stranger in town, ain't you? What of it? Oh, nothing. Except that I kind of like to know who's who around here. What are you hanging around town for?
0: I'm waiting for... someone.
3: Someone, huh? Eh? Just who would this someone be, Sonny? Uh,
0: maybe he's waiting
3: for someone to give him a
0: drink of water,
3: huh? <laughs> yeah. And maybe he's waiting for the Lone Ranger... How about it, kid?
0: Let me go, you. You'll be sorry for pushing people around, Mr. Gentry. Wait and see.
4: Hey, let the kid go, Gentry. Why don't you pick on somebody your size?
3: Lay off the kid, you coyotes. Well, now, if it ain't the brave Mr. Jones.
5: Sure, we'll let the kid go. He's been hauling for a drink of water ever since he got to town. So here's where I give him one.
0: Have a drink, kid. Don't forget to leave some for the horses. <laughs> big bully, if I were a man, I'd... Tell me,
4: son, what would you do to this big ox if you were a man?
0: Why, I, I'd throw him in that horse trough and soak him good until the water run out of his dirty ears.
4: Oh, shucks, I can do that much for you. Come on, Blackie, let's see how big a splash you make. Hey, lay up, Pete Jones. Now watch me, sonny, and see if I do it right. Hey, sit me down, put me down, I say. Sure, Blackie,
2: with pleasure.
4: way you done it, fella. Boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'll have you hide for that, mister. Yeah, sure, I'll bet you. You fellas better find another place to water your horses for a few days. This tank's likely to be some polluted.
1: <laughs> In his hotel room, Charlie Jones, former gunman on our gentry's payroll, Listened with growing excitement to the story his young friend had to tell. Holy jumping prairie dogs. Listen, kid, you and me got to make tracks
4: pronto. What?
0: How do you mean?
4: Well, doggone, what a cleaning this crowd is going to take. Come on, kid. You and me are riding up the valley to the Ritchie homestead.
1: Arriving at the Ritchie place, Charlie Jones and his young companion found the girl standing before the cabin double-barreled shotgun under her arm yeah, better take it easy
2: oh. looks
4: like a cold reception
7: stop right there mister and state your business be quick about it too
4: well shucks now ma'am i oh you're thinking about what i said in town the other day listen i'm here in friendly business see
7: i heard about your falling out with gentry what do you want?
4: Lady, I got to get in touch with that feller who was here yesterday. The one beat up Art Gentry. The Lone Ranger.
7: You're probably back on Gentry's payroll, for all I know. Trying to get the Lone Ranger into a trap.
0: Hey, golly, no, miss. Why, you should have seen Charlie throw Blackie Nesbitt in the horse trough.
4: Now, look, put that gun down and maybe we...
7: Stay where you are.
4: Oh, shucks, now. You ain't gonna shoot me. Not with that cannon. Why, would mess up your whole front yard. <laughs> hey, <gasps> uh, what... Listen, give me that thing. There. Now, oh, what are you bawling about, huh?
2: My, my
7: father inside. The doctor was here yesterday. And when he left, Dad had recovered and was able to sit up. This morning he was up and around, and then he, he came into the house.
2: He, well?
7: He, he's inside now. He, he keeps calling water, water, when I bring some to him, he won't drink it. He, he seems to be in terrible pain. I, I don't know what to do. I can't reach Doc Hartley and
4: please, miss, let me go in. Maybe I can help. Yes,
7: you, you may go in.
0: He looks like he's sleeping. Who who are you? Me? I'm Andy. Andy Nelson. Nelson? Sure. My father's Andrew Nelson. The man who developed Cottonwood Valley. Good heavens. And, and Blackie Nesbitt threw you in the water trough? Yeah. You see, none of them know who I am. Are uh, they going to pay plenty. And I just hope the Lone Ranger's someplace around where the we The Lone can... Ranger is close by, Andy. And he'll be here
7: any moment.
2: Arriving
1: at the homestead cabin, the masked man, accompanied by Dan Reed and Tonto, listened grimly to the story Mary told and to the words of young Andrew Nelson. The Lone Ranger and Tonto stood
8: looking down at John Ritchie. You work fast, Tonto. See what you can do for him. huh Me fix him.
7: But I don't understand.
8: You say he called for water, and yet when you brought it to him that he refused to drink. Yes. The water's been poisoned.
10: Poisoned?
8: Yes, you're fortunate he didn't drink more of it. Boy, that our gentry sure Andy, has... Andy, you said your father's coming to Cottonwood Valley.
0: Yes, sir. He's mistrusted, Gentry, and the men working for him for some time. He's been sending a lot of money for different improvements, and he wanted to see how his money was being spent.
8: I see. And Gentry didn't know about him coming?
0: That's right. You see, Dad and I were visiting some friends at a ranch over in Tulare County. Then he had to make a quick trip over to El Paso, so I came to Porter's Landing on the stage. I'm supposed to meet him there. When? Tomorrow morning. He's coming in on the first stage.
8: Tomorrow morning, huh? Andy, the sooner your father arrives in Porter's Landing, the better it'll be. Where can I find him in El Paso?
0: Oh, I think he'd be at James Turner's ranch, sir.
8: Otto, you're right at the county seat and get the sheriff. Tell him to get over here as fast as he can. And where you be, Kimasabi? Mr. Nelson and I will meet you at Porter's Landing. It was late that night when two riders
1: reined up in Porter's Landing. Young Andy Nelson was there to meet his father, and for a few moments the tall, dignified man listened attentively to his son, then nodded. The Lone Ranger stood beside them.
8: This is probably where you'll find our gentry,
9: Mr. Nelson. So the office of Nelson Enterprises in Cottonwood Valley is a gold nickel saloon. It's worse than I thought. Come along, son.
8: And, mass Man, i I'd appreciate you coming along since you brought me here. I'm going to wait for the sheriff. As soon as he comes, our gentry will have another score to settle. Very well. Uh, yes,
2: sir, what can I do for you? Are you gonna have... What's going to have... he
4: Ain't you Mr. Nelson? I am, and
9: I'd like to see Arthur Gentry immediately. Why, uh,
4: uh, he ain't
9: here. Uh, uh, He uh, He's out of town. Then I'll wait in his office till he returns. Uh,
4: But, Mr. Nelson, you can't go in there. That's the boss's private office. I'm
9: the boss, Mr. Bartender. Why,
3: why Mr. Nelson?
9: Mr. Gentry.
3: Why, well, this
9: is quite a surprise. Yes, isn't it? Mr. Gentry, may I introduce my son, Andrew Jr.?
0: How do you do, Mr. Gentry? Pop... That other fellow's Blackie Nesbitt.
9: Pleased to meet you, Mr. Nelson, I'm sure. The feeling isn't mutual, I'm sure. Gentry, I want to go over your books immediately.
3: Well, uh Well, uh, Mr. Nelson, that's uh it's kind of hard, you see. It's such short notice. You, uh Well you should let me know you was coming. My son must have done that.
9: However, since you were so unnecessarily rude to him, it's fortunate he didn't.
3: Now, let's see your books. Well, they're, uh... They're over at the bank.
8: All right. Come in, Sheriff. Hey, what is this? Hello. Uh-huh. Give me that bottle of water. Uh, ah, yeah. here. Thank you. We brought a present for you, gentry. Huh? What? Bottle of sparkling clear spring water from the upper valley. From John Ritchie's homestead. Care for some? No. How about you, Blackie?
0: Remember what you said, Blackie? Water will poison your system. Go on, have some. I
8: don't even know what this is all about. If either of you will drink this water from John Ritchie's spring, all of it, the sheriff and I will leave and you can settle your business with Mr. Nelson. Well? Go ahead, Gentry, drink it. It won't kill you, or will it? Keep your hand off that gun as well. Now that's what I call throwing lead. Gentry, you poison Ritchie's spring. i never done it. Blackie. You double-crossing snake. Blackie did it under orders, right? I don't know. Yes, you do, Gentry. I'll talk. I'll tell the whole rotten setup. Both of you are under arrest for conspiracy. Conspiracy to defraud and murder.
9: And now uh, there's something more I want to see. Go right ahead, Mr. Nelson. Sheriff, I owe an apology to everyone in Cottonwood Valley for letting myself be duped by these men.
3: Yeah, they had me hornswoggled, too. I'm not
9: going back east until I've squared myself with these people, especially the homesteaders. Most of all, I want to see John Ritchie. He was the man responsible for my coming West.
8: You'll have to go out to his cabin to see, him, Mr. Nelson. He won't be able to be up and about until he recovers from the effects of the poisoned water. Let's be on our way, Toto. Adios, Sheriff. Goodbye, Mr. Goodbye. Good Maybe I should have arrested him, wearing that mask and
0: everything. But, doggone it, he didn't talk like no owl Hoot. Arrested him? Gee whiz, Sheriff. He's a Lone Ranger. Get him up, still <laughs>